0: You're listening to the 49 Carats Podcast, a 49ers Goldmine production with Stephanie Sanchez. What's going on, everyone?
1: Welcome to another edition of the 49 Carats Podcast. I'm your host, Steph. It is Friday, December 1st. The 49ers are on their way to Philadelphia to face the Eagles on Sunday, and we couldn't be more excited about the matchup. Joining me to help me deep dive into all the cautious and favorable matchups is always on a Friday. Friday. Lori Fitzpatrick Lori how you doing because uh I don't think we we spoke last week did you have a good uh Thanksgiving
0: yeah yeah it was good I actually celebrated my um my Thanksgiving on Sunday um so like I had leftovers for like the first half of this week so I'm feeling nice. extra fat on this Friday
1: <laughs> Hey, like <laughs> you know all through summer I go on my walks I do like my all health regimen you can say and then this time of the year I, it's just like i'm in full hibernation mode self-care just goes out the window so it, I'm, for I'm real with <laughs> i'm with you there there's something about the the sun going down at like 4 p.m that you know really just grinds my gears and yeah and whatnot, i hate it <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um yeah when's when's the next nick bosa meme i only eat carbs yeah that, so a lot of people asked me to do that video um I just I felt like I needed like props or maybe an additional line. That's like a one-liner, so maybe I could have just done the one line, but felt too short if I did just that. But I'll, I'll find a way to sneak it in in a future Nick Bosa video. So don't worry about that, guys. Yeah, but, you know what's uh, was
0: funny? I um I talked to some random 49ers fan, and they were like, "Oh, you do a podcast with Steph? Like, dude, she does the best Bosa f- uh the, he just the impressions." <laughs> And, like, that was, like, what they knew of you. Like, and it was just so that's funny. Hilarious. I was like, yeah, that's true. Like, it was super random. I don't even know who it was. I think it was somebody on the side of the street. Like, it was just, like, a random person. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, what? That's... that's crazy. Like, that's awesome, though. That's awesome. That is really awesome. <laughs> that's cool. Um, yeah, like, in look, Miami? Come on.
1: It. So, that happened in Miami. A stranger went up to that, you and...
0: Like, no, like, we were talking about, like, you know, football oh, okay. and stuff. And, yeah. yeah, like, it was a stranger, like, in Miami. Yeah.
1: That's really cool. Okay. All right. Well, um, Yeah, the the Nick Bosa impression has has gone nationwide, I guess. <laughs> uh, but let, let's get into this matchup. Um, I want to start with the weather, as I always do. And sometimes, you know, the weather slide is boring because it's like nothing's happening. It's sunny in Santa Clara, but the 49ers are playing in Philadelphia on Sunday, and there's a uh, 80% chance of rain for Sunday's game. That, to me, feels like it's going to play some type of role in this game, right? And usually that would tend to favor maybe the home team. Um, I know a lot of fans are concerned about how Brock Purdy looked in the rain against Cleveland, how Jake Moody looked in the rain against Cleveland. He was one of three that day. Um, As far as the winds go, it seems like five to ten miles an hour, so... I feel like Jake Moody should be able to deal with those conditions. It's not like, you know, crazy winds or anything, but the rain certainly does concern me a bit
0: here. Didn't it rain in Jacksonville though?
1: A little bit. I don't think it was that much though.
0: Yeah. I think it was like more windy and like, there was no, you know, downplay there, like, you know, Purdy, you know, through 26 uh, passes. And I uh, had 296 yards. So, I mean, it was still. But, yeah, I guess it didn't rain as, as often. But, like, you know, I would think it would be a factor if it's just downpouring the whole game then, yeah.
1: Yeah, and and so speaking of downpour and, like, you know, Brock Purdy, he he was asked about the rain and if he would wear a glove if, you know, it gets pretty slippery out there. And it just it sounds like he would wear a glove if it did come to that but it seems like he'll rely on his own judgment to determine whether or not he would need it. Um, He kind of spoke about the fact that in Cleveland, it came in the middle of a drive. So that's why, you know, he he made it seem like it came in the middle of nowhere. So maybe that was the case, but it seems like it'll be in the back of their minds more so in this game than Cleveland, maybe.
0: The only quarterback I respect wearing gloves, Kurt Warner outside of him. Can't wear a glove. You got to be man. Come on. You can hold on to it. Unless your, like, <laughs> hands are super small. Come on, bro. Just- Which
1: his hands aren't, like, you know, exceptionally small or anything. Like, when when the ball was slipping out of his hand against Cleveland, like, I looked it up because I was like, does he have small hands? Because he's, he's a smaller quarterback, right, yeah. in terms of his size. Yeah, so, small. I was like, are his hands small too? And it's, it's not. Um, And so, I don't know what the issue is. I mean, it, he said – it seemed like it would take a downpour for him to wear the glove and he's done it at Iowa before. So we'll, we'll just uh, let him be the judge of when he thinks is it's just best to wear a glove. Pull
0: a Tom Brady and uh you know, let's a mare out of the ball a little bit. You'll be really fine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's not do that. All right. Let's not. <laughs> um, but let's look at the injuries for both teams. Um, as far as the 49ers go, a few guys practice this week, including Eric Armstead. Um, but all of those guys, Armstead, Jordan Mason, and Ray Ray McLeod are questionable. And Armstead said earlier in the week he was going to suit up for this game. So it seems like overall a positive outlook for the 49ers health-wise going into this one. Can't really say the same for the Eagles. Um, probably the most notable right now is their linebacker, Zach Cunningham, is going to be out for this game, dealing with a hamstring injury. That is pretty big because linebacker is already one of their vulnerable spots in their defense. And now it seems like it's going to be uh, Christian Ellis or Elise. I don't know how to pronounce his last name, but he'll be filling in um, for Cunningham. And we'll talk more about him. Uh, in a bit but that that seems like a pretty significant one uh, for the Eagles as well as Fletcher Cox who is questionable with the groin injury remember he did not play last week but he's pushing a play um, I'm sure for for Sunday so we'll just have to wait on that one Sunday morning to see if he's able to
0: go yeah he got hurt Um, but uh, I think Lane Johnson is playing
1: yeah he wasn't even on the injury report, so Lane Johnson is gonna be out there. that will give the Eagles a boost he missed last week, right so um yeah, a little give and take for the Eagles injury report um compared to last week. What do you think about the loss of uh zach Cunningham though like do you do you feel like that's gonna be a a big blow for them
0: uh yeah, I do um mostly like because in the middle of the field um that's uh kind of one of their weak points uh, as a defense um uh literally running the ball and as a pass defense so that one's a little bit tougher um to kind of it's a tough pill to swallow um and uh you know you, you can't like go out there with uh with rookies linebackers are one of the hardest positions to kind of uh you know really uh get to know and to really understand and feel comfortable so um yeah that's definitely that should be worrisome for eagles fans for sure
1: Yeah, um, it seems like Christian uh, Ellis, he was drafted in 2021 or, you know, maybe he was an undrafted free agent in 2021. Um, He hasn't gotten a lot of playing time. And so, I mean, going up against uh, Kyle Shanahan offense in, you know, after not having a lot of experience, probably not the best draw. But uh, we'll, we'll just see how that works out for him. And we will talk about him more in a bit as well as uh, one of the matchups I like for the 49ers. Um, But let's get into the cautious matchups first. Um, I do want to start with the uh, Eagles defensive line. And I want to start by saying, like, the Eagles defensive line is not as scary as it was last season. Uh, Since week seven, they've ranked 17th in pressure in Yeah, 17th in pressure and 16th in time to pressure. And the big thing, though, for me is they seem to be a lot better at run stuffing this season. Uh, But don't let that fool you. They still have some dogs on this defensive line. And we know the 49ers offensive line has been below average. And the biggest dog that worries me in in this line is evidenced by Brock Purdy's injury in the NFC Championship game. Is on Reddick. And he's going to be going up against Colt McKevitt, who I'd be nervous about in this matchup. I mean, there's not a lot of games that I go into feeling confident about Colt McKevitt, but this one especially seems to be uh, a big discrepancy between the two players. Reddick has a 24.3% pass rush win rate, which is sixth among edge rushers, and he has eight and a half sacks on the season he can make drive killing game changing plays and it wouldn't shock me if the 49ers have george kittle or Kyle check help out on that side uh, to help hold macivitz
0: yeah they're going to um, ask, they're gonna have to ask they're uh, going to have to ask some people for help um, and uh, i think that's i think this is the one of the x factors so i have two x factors one the, you know the defensive side of the ball for the Eagles. That's the you know the D line. They they have to step up. You know you have Reddick and um, and Josh Sweat out there, and uh, yeah. they're top ten. You know I think. Sweat is eighth uh, in pressures, and this is just fourth quarter alone. That's really when they step up. Sometimes you feel like they disappeared throughout the game. And then randomly in the fourth quarter, when the game is close, as we're going to get to the Eagles, you know, facing adversity, and they persevere, and they get through it, and they end up pulling out a win, it's because of these two guys, Hassan Reddick and Josh Sweat. They get those pressures in the fourth quarter. Reddick is third in the league in pressures in the fourth quarter. Um, And he's first. In points saved in the fourth quarter, which is fourteen, so he's saving points. Meaning, like, you know, like there could be a wide receiver, wide receiver wide open in the end zone, and because of his sack, they didn't get that points, and that's fourteen points, so that's two touchdowns. So that's like a pretty big X factor to me. Um, I just think that's interesting because yeah, they lost some guys last year, but at this point last year, they had the same amount of sacks, uh, thirty two, um, and it, it's just they have a different you know, defensive coach, right? So Gannon was more of a, like, um, he's he's like more of a laid back uh, type of coordinator. Um, and this year uh, they have a coordinator who likes to kind of switch it up a little bit more. Um, so, you know, maybe this secondary was able to kind of uh, feed off of the Eagles D-line because they were able to kind of sit back. Uh, but this year they're leaving the secondary kind of like, you know, they're leaving them hanging and it's all up to the D line to be able to get home. Cause maybe they're blitzing a little bit more. Maybe they're, they're switching it up a little bit more. Um, so that's kind of why maybe their secondary isn't, isn't playing as well, but their D line actually still has the same amount of sacks as they did last year at this point of the season. So um, I think they're just playing a little bit different.
1: Yeah, no, that's fair. And, and Josh Sweat is uh, a hell of a player. He has six and a half sacks on the season he has a 20.3 pass rush win rate um the reason i'm not as worried about josh sweat mainly because of trent williams yeah that's yeah, yeah. <laughs> literally it like that that uh you know saves some of my worry a bit but yeah for sure yeah i mean as a whole this defensive line of the eagles is still really good so Jalen carter as well has been uh he's emerged as a really good player. He's a he's a freak athlete as well. Um he has four sacks of his own uh, as a defensive tackle. So that's and Jordan one of my Davis too. For sure. Yeah, especially with the run defense. He's he's killer there. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah We'll talk about him a little bit more. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um going to the other side of the ball. Uh but you know, sticking to the trenches here, I, I want to talk about the Eagles offensive line because they're still one of the best in the league, right? And the 49ers defense, obviously back to their dominant ways since the bye week. They they look great, all that. They're getting sacks again, they're getting pressures again, Nick Bosa, Chase Young, all these things. Yeah. But they're gonna meet their match against this Eagles line. And I think in particular, the cautious matchup for me here is the run blocking. So the Eagles run blocking against the 49ers uh, run defense. And let me just go to this slide here. So if you look at the Eagles um, run blocking composite rating, they are ranked first. They are first in run block win rate. And so the run blocking is really the cautious matchup here led by all pro and future hall of famer center Jason Kelsey. And so I I just think he's he's able to bully defensive linemen. He the way he's able to get to the second level too is really impressive. He's like he's almost as dominant as okay. He's about like to me he's like level of like Trent Williams as far as like dominant offensive linemen, right? Different positions, but you know, still just being able to command your blocks basically. Um and I don't know. It's just is very impressive from Kelsey. And so I I wouldn't be surprised if I see Kelsey get a hell of a block on like Fred Warner or Greenlaw or just like some of these defensive linemen and you're like, what the hell? Like how did <laughs> how did he do that? Right. Um and also doesn't bode well that the 49ers defense has struggled against zone runs. They've given up the 10th highest yards per carry 4.53 yards per carry against zone runs and the second highest success rate, his own runs since week seven. So just something I'm, I'm keeping an eye on here. And DeAndre Swift, who has looked good in this Eagles team, he's getting 3.31 yards per carry before contact. That's what he's averaging before contact. That is crazy. And that, to me, tells me the Eagles offensive line is blocking yeah. their butts off.
0: They're 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 moving that line of scrimmage up, um, you know, yep. literally three yards. Um, so they're pushing defenses back. And I'm pretty sure Dallas Goddard, the tight end, is going to play. You think um, he'll play? I think he's going to play.
1: Yeah. We, so it. we didn't we didn't talk about him in the injury slide, but he's doubtful for the game. Laurie, like he practiced today, but I you know, I'm I'm paying attention to that doubtful thing. You think they're just trying to play some Jedi mind tricks there?
0: Yeah, I think so. Cause I I think he's I I think uh he just has the mindset where like and, and maybe we'll talk about this in a little bit, but it's like, you know, Philly they're underdogs man, especially when you look at the line uh, in terms of betting yeah,
1: but it's like I, I know like in Vegas Vegas' eyes they're underdogs but are they really underdogs yeah like? but it,
0: it doesn't matter because and they and they are because if you look at if you watch any show this week they're all picking the 49ers to win this game they all are they all they are like all of the all of them but... no I <laughs> it was I was watching ESPN live and there's some blonde chick on there There is the old lions quarterback I forget his name um there is the spears dude um and one other person yeah. I don't remember who it was they all picked the 49ers to win and I just think that's something that Nick Sirianni his cocky ass is going to the locker room he's telling his players they think you're underdogs back in 2017 you were underdogs and you know like I think that these guys are you know we talked about this before injuries like I'm not gonna say it's all mindset like and it's all mental but, like, you can fight through that, man. Especially, like, when you got something approved, like, it was a flaw or like a fluke that, you know, they, they won last year in the NFC Championship. Like, Dan Orlovsky, th- thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I went way back there. But it's just, like, they're all picking the 49ers to win. I think if there's one game you can fight through injuries, like, this, is, this might be the one game you want to do it. Uh, you know, so it's and, not just. And-
1: yeah, I mean, they, yeah, maybe they they have a really tough like slate of games. Like, they already went through the Chiefs, they already went through the Bills. Um, that's why I the Cowboys, of they played the are,
0: Dolphins, and they
1: played well, no, they played the Cowboys after the 49ers next week, right? So, um, well, they played if, them,
0: tw- they played if, them. If know, I was them Eagles twice.
1: as a lifelong Eagles fan, I would say. Uh, Dallas Goddard for the Dallas Cowboys game.
0: I mean, Dallas- that's true. Dallas- like the depth, like I think that they have like pretty good depth, like the Eagles. But I don't know. This you're going against Chase Young and Bosa. Like you know, you like Jalen Hurts. Sometimes you know you can you could tell that sometimes I don't want to say he sees ghosts because that's a stretch, but sometimes he will prematurely leave the pocket. And if you have a spy on him. You know, he he's gonna, you know, not get very far. And, that, and that's that's you saw that like I'd watch every single one of the Eagles games, um, you know, as you know, some people may know. Yeah, I wrote about the Jags, but I grew up in South Jersey and in Philadelphia area. So it's just like, I don't know, there's a little bit of more heart to this podcast right now for me um, just because like, I don't know. I just think that they're they're fighting for their lives, I feel like, especially against this team. This game why is the NFL's gate. They're
1: they're they've been like they're one the underdogs. In the they're saying
0: that Purdy got hurt and that's the only reason why they lost. They're t- everybody's talking shit. Um they said that uh Bradbury was trash, you know, um AJ yeah. Brown is is getting the fans on Debo's this is like come on. It's oh, a I big know, game. I, right? I know
1: it's big. I I know it's big. Uh <laughs> you don't have to tell me, but You're right, you're um, right. Um I mean yeah, for all those reasons, I mean this is a, you know, really big matchup for both teams. Um I I don't know if Dallas Goddard is going to play. When I hear doubtful, I, you know, I I do think doubtful, but Crazier things have happened, I guess. I mean, we'll we'll just have to wait and see if they pull a fast one <laughs> on the 49ers. I mean, it will definitely yeah. even give them a, a greater boost uh, with the run blocking if he is out there. So yeah. just something I mean, to keep in mind. I'm not
0: in Philly, right? And media members can be deceiving just to get clicks. But I was listening to a podcast, and this guy was saying – hey, you know, I was out there at the practice, you know, yesterday and Dallas Collar was like, you know, I'm not going to tell you shit if I'm playing or not. But then he like tore it up on the practice field and he like gave him a little wink. He could be embellishing this, but it was just <laughs> like, it made me think like, dang, like, well, is he going to play? Like, I don't know. It seemed like, but yeah, it was probably just a media memory just like making me get all excited for no reason. So.
1: And also, like, I mean, players push to play, right? Like he may be like thinking to himself, like, I want to play, but the Eagles maybe practice some caution.
0: Yeah.
1: I I don't know. We'll 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 wait to see. Like, you know, Sunday morning, we'll we'll get the uh the injury report, or not the injury report, but the active and in, inactive list, and we'll see. We'll see what side Dallas Goddard is on. Uh, but certainly could give the Eagles a boost if he is available. Um sticking on the Eagles run game though. I want to talk about Jalen Hurts and his ability to run. He ranks first among quarterbacks in carries per game, red zone carries per game and rushing touchdowns with 11. And it's it's not just the push push. It's not just scrambles. Like he does the quarterback draw as well. Um
0: that's what went on but the game good. last week. Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's something you really got to look out for, especially as soon as they get close to the red zone, they're pulling that for sure. Um, so, so something yeah. the 49ers have to be prepared for, as well as the tush push, um, which they use in the short yardage situations, their third in third down conversion efficiency and they're first in fourth down conversions in the tush push is a big reason why and they're very aggressive when it comes to going for it on fourth down because you know if they're in that fourth and short situation they are going to do the tush push and so they they won't hesitate to go for it and you know most cases it's like the right decision so um wow. something that the 49ers have to Avoid getting in that situation to begin with, getting in, letting them get into those yardage situations. But of course, that's easier said than done, right?
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm honestly looking at this chart, I'm really surprised that the Cardinals are up so high. Like, what? That's just like wild to me. I would think that the Eagles, you know, they, you know, if it was anybody, you know, it was, I don't know, maybe, I guess Doug Peterson hasn't been great, but he's really aggressive. But I don't know, I just thought a better team would be up there. You know, Derrick Henry, yeah, I mean, with the Titans. Um, but, well, yeah, I would say, yeah, a lot of it is the tush push. Um, but like you're saying, um, it's just the draw in general. Um, but uh, I looked it up, man, in the 49ers D in uh, against, um, not scrambles, but QB sneaks and QB draws. Um, you know, they are fourth in yards allowed, uh, and they allowed five touchdowns. Um, I didn't look up the difference within the red zone and outside the red zone, but then they're fourth in stuffs. So I'm like, like, how is that like even possible? (laughs) So it's just like, I guess it could go either way, you know, um, maybe, you know, maybe I could have looked up, you know, with, I guess Chase Young probably wouldn't make that big of a difference, but, um, you know, they're 22nd in expected points, allowed, um, which is pretty low, too. So maybe it's something where it is inside the red zone um, that yeah. uh, that they struggle a little bit more.
1: Yeah, and, and that would be my concern, right? Um, the one positive, to turn it into a positive, like for the 49ers, the Eagles are sixth in the league in pass block win rate, which you're probably thinking to yourself, like, Steph, like, that's good. What are you talking about? Um, <laughs> but yeah they're they are really good in both uh pass blocking and run blocking um surprisingly though Hertz has been pressured on thirty point seven percent of his dropbacks that's 11 most actually in the league and he's been sacked on six point nine percent of his dropbacks which is also 11 highest um and part of the reason for that I think is because he's holding on to the football the fifth longest yeah, so, that's what I was
0: about to say i think it's i think it's just him
1: Yeah, it could be. Um, And so because of that, I I do think there's some... There's some reason that I think the defensive line, as far as pass rushing, could maybe contain or at least, like, could maybe get to Jalen Hurts to some extent if he's holding on to the ball that long. Like, that's a hell of a long time.
0: I wonder what their pass... to I wonder what their pressure to sack rate is. Like the amount of times that they pressure compared to just sacks. Cause you know, like um, you can get a sack without the whole line getting pressure. You know, it could be just yeah. a one-off win. Yeah. Um I, but then like a like a whole collapse of the line is more of like pressure to sack. I wonder mm-hmm. what that is. I'm gonna have to look that up.
1: Um the 49ers defense uh sack rate is 7.1, which is 13th. In the NFL, and let's see if there's pressure here. Um, P R O E. What is that? Pressure rate over expect or yeah,
0: pressure yeah. rate over expected. So that's so, like what they should get, and then out, then how much better they are.
1: Okay, so if that's what it stands for, um, ers are number one in that department. Five point three percent.
0: It's like, oh, they may not win this, and then they win it. So,
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I see. Um. Oh, pass rush minus their expected pass rate against is that that's what PROE means? Pass pass rate minus their expected pass rate against.
0: Oh wow. that's a lot of words. <laughs> yeah, I'm like,
1: <laughs> did you did you catch that? <laughs> <laughs> no.
0: Oh, no, no, I'm I not didn't. processing that oh. right now.
1: <laughs> but um. Okay, so if you look at this chart, the, this is the Eagles' pass protection composite rating, uh, also a lot of words, but Eagles are seventh. Really good, right? Uh, the 49ers have played two other teams that are in that are better than this. Uh, the Vikings are at number two, who the 49ers played, and they also played the Browns, who are number six. Now, the 49ers were able to get sacks on both of those teams. So, and that was before their bye week, right? Now you look at how they're performing since the bye week. So, I'm not saying it's going to be some sack of Palooza out there. I'm I'm just saying that, you know, pass protection for the Eagles they're going to meet their match, I think, in the Eagles, I mean, in the 49ers defensive line in this game. But still got to look out for The run blocking, of course, and DeAndre Swift and Jalen Hurts and their ground attack because that's where I think the 49ers could struggle against.
0: Yeah, I think Swift made one of the best plays of last go ahead. But what
1: yeah. No, I was gonna say, like I, I agree with you. He's he's been crazy this year. Um it's for good reason that he took over that starting job as as quickly as he did um, for the Eagles, he's he's been incredible. So I am a little worried about that. The run blocking.
0: Yeah, I mean they just like dropped Miles Sanders like he was you know a bag of dirt. He's on the Panthers now, and uh, it Looking sucks because like I I, I picked him up last year in my dynasty or my my dynasty fantasy, and uh, and yeah he. I want to pretty much just drop him because Miles Sanders is horrible outside of Philadelphia because the line is just so good. Anybody is going to perform really well, and like Keith is saying, like he if Swift's good at Detroit. He's definitely going to be good here in Philly. And I say here in Philly, like I'm in Philly, but um, I'm just you saying it, you know. But you're um, you're,
1: you're there in spirit. <laughs> I,
0: I kind of am, but I, I don't know. It's I think it's interesting how he bounces it out. Sometimes He just sees some pretty good. He sees something out of nothing.
1: I mean, his offensive line is giving him like crazy holes, like you know, and he knows yeah. what to do with it. So yeah, it's it's been it's been a great season for Swift so far. Um but I I am I have another cautious matchup here and AJ Brown <laughs> ring a bell. I mean, AJ Brown is one of the best wide receivers in the league top five you can certainly make the argument he's he's the best Um, so uh, this is one that I'm worried about for the 49ers he averages 95.5 yards per game this season that ranks sixth in the NFL Um, and I think what I'm most concerned with is that Man coverage might not work against A.J. Brown. He leads the league in yards and touchdowns against man coverage this season. And if you guys can see the screen here, it says uh, he's number four in wide receiver rate of getting open against single man coverage in
0: 2023. They they call him 7-11 because uh, he's yeah.
1: always <laughs> Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I know that Mooney Ward – did a hell of a job, you know, shadowing DK Metcalf impressive, especially after Metcalf went off against the Cowboys last night. Uh, And Ambry Thomas has been good too. Uh, But I mean, I think this is still going to be a big test for the 49ers corners. And and no matter how you slice it, no matter how good the 49ers play, AJ Brown is that good that no matter what he's going to get his right. The question is how much like, so, I don't think they're going to stop AJ Brown like you did DK Metcalf. I think it's going to be more of a trying to limit him as much as possible, and of course, doing that goes back to trying to get to Jalen Hurts as much as possible too, right? Which that is easier said than done. So, big test yeah. coming up.
0: You know, they they run a lot of slants, a lot of outs, like the Eagles. It's you know can be quick passing. But, uh, you know, like we discussed with uh, Jalen Hurts, like if you force him to hold on to it, um, it's like then that's what it gets like troublesome for him. Um, but but I think that, uh, you know, you have to pressure him. You have to press him at the line uh, and then bring, bring maybe for Fred Warner over um, to kind of take away that slant. Um, you know, then, you know, you're forced to go to other places uh, for sure, like, you know, if Goddard is playing, they have to go to him, um, you know, they have to go to Devontae. Can, can you know, is Devontae able to, you know, beat the 49ers defense deep? Um, because mm-hmm. when, when, he, when he's relied on, sometimes he's, you know, he's dropped it. Uh, so, you know, if they do decide, hey, let's try to take away A.J. Brown, but more so just take away the first read of Jalen hurts, which is most likely AJ Brown, then, you know, you're kind of putting on pressure on a lot of the other um Eagles offensive weapons to make plays. And, you know, that's how they've been beaten. Like, that's how they fought off. You know, that's how they become, uh, you know, that's how they fought through adversity was because teams were able to do that. So it's just like, they're going to spread the 49ers defense thin man. And every single player out there, they cannot miss tackles. This has to be, you know, one of the one of the games where they, you know, I don't know, I think it's going to come down to heart. But, um, you know, Eagles, you know, fighting, persevering through things is, you know, what what makes them good. So it's going to be interesting.
1: I'm, I'm glad you said that because that was like literally my next point. And it's not so much a specific matchup, but it's just one of the things I'm cautious about in this game is the Eagles ability to come from behind. Right. Like they've done it so many times, so many different ways this season. They've trailed in eight games this year and they've won seven of those. They've trailed at halftime in five games this year and won all of those. Um, Jalen Hurts has won a record eight consecutive games in a row when trailing by double digits. I I don't know if it's fair to say just Jalen Hurts, right? Like, the Eagles have won a record eight consecutive games in a row when trailing by double digits. But, I mean, I don't think you could deny that a, a huge reason for that has been Jalen Hurts, right? Like, he's able to put the team on his back, when it matters most. And, you know, all throughout this week, I've pointed out that like when the Eagles are trailing, his QBR is, is so much higher. Um, And yeah, he just, he's able to flip a switch pretty much. So that's, that's kind of my concern is that the 49ers can't get too comfortable if they do get in the lead um, in this game, because the Eagles have shown they, they are resilient.
0: Yeah, and I mean, and it's in Philadelphia too. Um, yeah, and I think that's kind of a it's kind of a big factor, um, you know, with those fans. Kind of, they've they've irritated some players where the players have kind of turned around and kind of talk shit, kind of get them out of their element, um, which uh, they need to stay in the zone uh, this whole entire game, like you're saying, because that stat is out of control. Seven out of eight games. Trillin by double digits, it's they've crazy. come back and won. Like, double digits, that, yep. That's, that's, uh, that's pretty impressive. Um, I think that, um, you know, one of the games that I, that I that I went back to watch was the Dolphins game. You know, the Dolphins are like, you know, they're very similar to the 49ers. Mm-hmm. Now, when it comes to scheme, not obviously like their players in general because the Dolphins yeah. have, um, you know, some of the fastest players. Um but I think the 49ers are kind of they're a little bit better when it when it comes to running between the tackles so um yeah I think I don't even know where I'm going with that but like in terms of staying on subjects I'm not doing it <laughs> but uh but yeah I think um yeah McCaffrey is gonna have to really step up this game too
1: yeah I mean that's that's fair to say because like Jalen Hurts equals MVP and I would say Christian McCaffrey's 49ers MVP so uh yeah th- definitely gonna have to be just careful of that you have to play all four quarters against this team the one thing that you know can't be overstated is it is is the fact that 49ers have more rest going into it eagles um also have gone through two very physical games right against you know the chiefs and then the bills they went over time with the bills so that could play a role in this game too, one that certainly benefits the 49ers. Um, but I think also it, it's up to the 49ers to take advantage of that based on the way they play the game, right?
0: Yeah, um, then they play the, the, the Cowboys next week, like you you know, you know mentioned before. Yeah, this, th- these, th- this is the craziest stretch of games that they're going to have to go through. So, that you know, like I think it was Keith that mentioned it, you know, resiliency. It's only going to last so long. So. It
1: wears off. Yeah. I mean, and I think it does, right? Like I I saw someone comparing this year's Eagles team to the Vikings of last year. I don't know if I would go that far just because like they, the Vikings last year to me were like absolutely fraudulent. I don't think I see the Eagles as being a fraudulent team, uh, but they're, they're, <laughs> their record
0: definitely is
1: better than how they've played if you just look at all the quarters they've played, but it's because they've been able to gut out some wins.
0: I think like maybe the only similarity is like, I think the Vikings lost, I don't know how many games it was, but it was a lot of games by one score. So like yeah, maybe the yeah. fact that like, but the Eagles are winning those games. So it's like, how could you even well, like, so say the Vikings, that they're like, but, <laughs> but well, I, I mean,
1: it's a little different to me. Um, that was a bit of an extreme like comparison to me. But uh yeah, yeah you know- let's let, let's uh let's get to the 49ers favorable matchups because my favorite part of the show. And I, I got I got quite a few to to talk about. The first one being, um, well, you know, just give me the 49ers pass catchers all day against this Eagle secondary, against these linebackers. Ayuk, Kittle, let's get Debo on the action as well. Um, Now I'll tell you why. So the Eagles play man coverage, the seventh most in the league. They also are are in single high 57% of the time. And I'm going to show you some numbers to support why I feel so strongly that these guys can have a good game against man in single high. Well, we've talked about it on the show before um, against other Opponents, but if you look at Brandon Nayuk's uh, target share against man coverage, his target share against single high, they're almost the same. <laughs> 24.3% target share in man coverage, 24.2 percent against single high, and his air yards percentage, 46.9 percent against man coverage, 46 air yard percentage against single high. So Brandon Ayuk is basically the number one option in this offense against man coverage and single high, both of which the Eagles do at a high rate. George Kittle is the second most in in both of those situations, and then Debo kind of, you know, takes a back seat against man and single high. But I, you know, honestly, I'll talk more about Debo in a bit. And so for now, I just want to focus on Brandon Ayuk. And George Kittle. And I want to talk about Bradbury because he is allowed six touchdowns in his coverage, according to next gen stats. And Brandon Ayuk has the third highest average targeted air yards this season with 14.8. In their last five games, the Eagles have given up the 11th most deep passing yards per game and the third most deep passing touchdowns, including the most receiving touchdowns to perimeter wide receivers. So that doesn't seem to bode well uh, for the Eagles going up against Brandon Ayuk, who has just turned it up a notch uh, this year. And as Keith said earlier, he's the, he's the real, uh, he's the true seven 11. He is always open. Yeah. Brandon Ayuk is, is moving up there uh, as far as, you know, respected wide receivers in the league, and so I think he's he's primed to have a big game here. And I feel the same way about George Kittle. I mean, we already talked about the fact that Zach Cunningham is out for this game, uh, so Christian Ellis is going to have to fill in in his spot, and even before knowing that, right, the Eagles are number 32. They're dead last in DVOA covering tight ends. So I think he, he has a big – opportunity here to have a big game as well.
0: Yeah. um, I think if Ayuk is one-on-one against Bradbury and, um, you know, and it's single high and, I mean, I don't know why the safety would not help, you know, Bradbury against Ayuk because that would be like deadly um, because Bradbury is just so bad against, man. Um, that that would be a time where I could agree saying that he's trash against man because honestly it's not good um that's why I don't even know why the Eagles play as much man as they do. It's like frustrating to even watch because it's just like he's not good in man like like if it's man if it's like zone match then like maybe that's a little bit different because like then and I don't know if like these sites that are saying they play this much man is like zone match. Like, you know, he's matching that wide receiver when he enters his zone, which may seem like man, if that wide receiver is not running any outside of that zone, then you stay on that guy. Um, you know, but that if another receiver comes near that zone, then you're gonna kind of play like help defense in the middle. And maybe that could be man to man, you know, for the first couple seconds, and yeah, he's gonna get beat. So that's something you definitely wanna look uh, you know, forward to if you see, you know, single high safety and then you know. Um, what I am, what I think is gonna like, what I think could happen is like, Ayuk is on one side of the field, and he gets that safety help, and then Christian McCaffrey runs like a wheel on the other side, and he's going up against like Hassan Reddick. Like that's that's something that like scares me or Kittle, um, because like you're saying, like the Eagles' defense, um, they have the worst EPA when defending the middle of the field. The worst in the league. Um, yeah, so yeah, that's not I even know. like that's not even like tight ends. That's like the middle of the field in general. Mm-hmm. Um, so like that's crazy. Um, and then you you knock on top of that Zach Cunningham being out, they are gonna have a tough time. I think this is definitely one gonna gonna be one of the key matchups. Um, if they're scared about losing the middle of the field, and then you get like you know Christian McCaffrey up the sideline, whoo yeah, that's gonna be an interesting one. Um, so yeah, there, there, it's going to be deadly (laughs) if, if, if Shanahan can dial it up right, um, then it's going to be deadly. It's just like, how did the Eagles do so well against a similar offense with the Dolphins? Like they literally run the same, I don't want to say the same exact scheme, but like in terms of formation, um, in terms of personnel, um, only Tua has, I think like more, um, more snaps with, with two in 21 personnel and in 12 personnel. So both the same two tight ends or two running backs. And you know, the Eagles did pretty well and maybe, and I, I think a lot of that was because they, they, they didn't let the dolphins take the top off. Um, but that's not what the 49ers do. They can, they can get five yards at a time and hold on to the ball and can, and they can win that way. Um, so that's where I think obviously those two teams differ. This is, that's why I think this is going to be one of the best games of the year um, because this matchup, like the matchups are so crazy, like in favor of one side and the other side, um, especially when looking at Kittle and Ayuk. So, yeah, that's definitely, I don't want to say that's one of the X factors. I think Christian McCaffrey is going to be one of the X factors, but obviously Ayuk has a, can go off, but they're going to have to put like, they're going to have to put a lot of attention on him if they want to keep him yeah.
1: Yeah, and, mm-hmm. and George Kittle too. If he's not like helping out against Reddick, <laughs> right? Like he, I think he has a a big shot here, and he has the opportunity to do something cool on Sunday. He could become the fifth tight end to hit six thousand receiving yards, um, in his first seven seasons. Other tight ends who are part of uh, this club are Travis Kelsey, Jimmy Graham, Antonio Gates, and Rob. Gronkowski So that's elite company right there. And Kittle just needs seventy-nine yards to make it happen. And hey, maybe it happens on Sunday, right? So I think talking about some of these matchups, it, it wouldn't be the craziest thing to to happen then. So but Lori, you you mentioned uh the Eagles and their struggles you know, in the middle of the field, they've given up a quarterback rating of 95.6 on throws between the hashes. That's 28th in the NFL. And as I'm sharing here, um, this tweet from Akash, the Eagles defensive ranks when defending short passes over the middle of the field, they're number 31 in EPA per play, number 29 in success rate, number 30 in explosives allowed, number 23 in yak allowed. And I know you fit from some of the, what Eagles are struggling with right now. Is this like one of the reasons why?
0: Yeah, 100%. I feel like they allow offenses to stay on the field way too long. Um, And it's because they're able to keep drives alive um, with going over the middle of the field. And I think slants might be a little bit of an issue. It's, I think it's really up to the line um, to be able to, to to make sure that, you know, Brock Purdy doesn't have a chance to get to the middle of the field. If it's going to be his first read or if it's going to be, you know, his second read or third read, um, if it's his first read, you know, they might have an issue. They're going to have to do a lot of disguises. Um, they're going to have to do a lot of disguises in order to take away that middle of the field. But just looking at the numbers, man, I just don't see how that's possible.
1: Yeah, so Christian McCaffrey could definitely benefit from that, as could Debo as well. He's Debo's the one that called Bradbury trash. Um, so I know in the back of his head, maybe maybe Kyle would want to feed him a little bit in this game um, to to satisfy that. Uh, so yeah, you know what's interesting is like I don't. I feel like Brock Purdy hasn't really been checking down as much as we've seen like you know in the past for 49ers offense. I actually saw something that said that he has like the lowest, I think it's like 4%, the lowest checkdown rate of any quarterback in the league. Um he might be tied with uh, one or two other guys, but it's it's pretty wow. evident when you watch him play. Uh but let's just say that, you know, the Eagles do take care of business on the back end, you know, Brandon Ayuk's covered, maybe George Kittle's covered, you know, a little bit more downfield. You have that option, it seems like, in, you know, the in between the hashes and um, in the intermediate level. And just the way that Kyle Shanahan's offense works, it just seems like there's always going to be someone open, right? So, um, yeah, maybe that will always be there uh, available to them if they need it in this game. Um, But yeah, the the Eagles defense as a whole has allowed 23 passing touchdowns this season. Part of the reason for that is because teams are passing against the Eagles more than any other team. And since week seven, the Eagles have allowed the second most passing touchdowns and the third most passing yards per game. Um, So I'm kind of feeling like you know, Brock Purdy, he's not going to say it, but I think he's, like, super motivated for this game for, like, the obvious reasons. Like, he, you know, on the podium, he's going to say, this is just any other game. But, I mean, I think we all know it's a little bit more than that. And I like the matchup, you know, for some of the reasons we already mentioned. But, I, you know, I, I think Brock Purdy can can have a pretty good day on Sunday, too.
0: Yeah, I think it, I think so too, if he doesn't, um, you know, hold the ball for too long because, you know, like we were talking about Hassan Reddick, you know, Joshua obviously is going against Trent, but I think the fact that he's number one in the league in yards per attempt, that's crazy. Like that means like either your first read is just never open. um, And the second read is a little bit further downfield or, I mean, I don't, I don't want to keep saying the scheme because, you know, Brock Purdy has played uh, better than expected. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so, you know, you can't just say it's the scheme. But, like, you know, you're scheming up, like, nine-yard passes for, like, your first read. Like, that's – I don't know. I want to know how long he's in the pocket. Um, but he's, he's pressured on, what, I think it was, like, 40% of his passes. Um, that's why, like, yeah. I was – I wanted to look at, like, pressure to sack rate. Um, Like, you can't, you can't, like, allow that. Um, You have to get, I think, you know, we'll have to get rid of the ball a little bit sooner Um, because this defensive line on the Eagles, like, is, you know, they're pretty good. Um, And I know, you know, the, the 49ers played well against the Cowboys, but, like, come on, they just have Micah Parsons. Like, it's not like their whole defensive line is stacked. So it is a little bit different going against this team, um, especially when you look at McKibbitts and everything like that. So, you know, I think the 49ers and Brock Purdy have a really good chance of tearing this defense apart if they're able to get rid of the ball a little bit quicker um, and maybe lower that yards per attempt. Um, And they could just really run away with that thing like on on the offensive side.
1: Yeah, I I definitely hear you on the quicker part because Start the season. I think he was like pretty quick. Like if he played any team that blitzed a lot, of course, like that had to be quick. The last two weeks, his time to throw have been pretty long. Like last week, his time to throw against the Seahawks was 3.41, which is the tied for the second longest. Um, And then the week before that, it was, let's see here. It was 3.1, which is fifth longest. So that's crazy to me, but that just tells you, like, he's able to kind of extend his own time in the pocket because I already talked about the fact this offensive line is not that great. Like, they are not doing yeah. him any favors. Um, But he's kind of able to create more time for himself because, yeah. like, just the way he moves around in the pocket. Yeah. He's a I little don't know elusive. if yeah, I don't know if he'll have that benefit as much this week. And, of course, like, because you know what happened there not that long ago. Um, yeah, exactly. You know, I, I think maybe that'll have his his like internal clock moving a little bit more. Um, so, I, yeah, I, I would expect to see that in this game, along with just some of the coverage holes that we were just talking about with the Eagles. It's I don't think he'll necessarily have to wait for, for someone to to get open as much right so um, yeah I'm, just, I'm, I'm
0: hoping not because
1: yeah yeah i mean he he's definitely gonna gonna be a, like careful with that side um like i wouldn't be surprised to see him move to the left a little bit more than maybe we'd seen in the past but um uh, Yeah, I mean, the Eagles are allowing a 75.3 quarterback rating against man, which is, or sorry, in man coverage. That's 29th in the NFL. Purdy has a 85 quarterback rating um, against man, which is third best. He's thrown 16 touchdowns. That's tied for first against man. And he has a 66% completion rate which is second best against man coverage this year. Um, and yeah, you, you mentioned his, his, uh, yards per attempt. it's 9.4. The Eagles interesting enough are giving up just 6.6 yards per attempt. That's ninth best. So it'll be interesting to see like how, where does changes. that fall? Yeah. Where does that fall in this game? Uh, so yeah, it's it, it'll be interesting, but I think there's gonna be opportunities for for Brock Purdy to you know have a good game. And you know, we talked about Christian McCaffrey and how he could be used in the passing game in this one, but so and and I already talked about the fact that like the Eagles defense is so good at defending the run. But I, I kind of like Christian McCaffrey against you know the Eagles defense um this week in the run game. And I'll tell you why since week seven, the Eagles have allowed the second highest explosive run rate and the fifth highest yards per carry to zone runs. And I believe I saw something that said 61.7% of McCaffrey's runs are zone runs and the Eagles are allowing six yards per carry on attempts outside the tackles that ranks 25th and they're giving up uh, 6.3 yards per carry on attempts outside the left tackle, specifically. Hello, Trent Williams, um, and that ranks 27th. So I think there's going to be some, like, wiggle room for the 49ers to get some run game going against this Eagles defense.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I think, you know, I, I, I think so, too, kind of. Um, but it's tough, right, because – I think that when I looked at the stats of the Eagles defense, when they use, when they don't use a nose tackle, um, they like, especially when, when like uh, teams are running up the middle, they were 30th, like without a nose tackle. When they use a nose tackle, like Jordan Davis, they jumped to third in rush yards allowed per attempt. Um, I think they went from like, like five or something to down to three when they use a nose tackle. Um, so I think that might be, uh, you know, one of the, one of the strategies for the Eagles, this game, utilizing Jordan Davis a lot more than uh, maybe, you know, you would think, I think maybe they might use him a little bit more. And I think, but I think Christian McCaffrey is an X factor of this game. So I think he's the one X factor and then defensive line um you know, getting home would be an X factor for the Eagles. But for the 49ers, I think um, Christian McCraffy, because when, when the Eagles hold like running backs down to a low, um, you know, amount of yards, they, they do pretty well um, Mm -hmm. because you're forcing teams to throw and then, you know, you're forcing yourself into bad decisions. Um, But I think if Christian McCrappy christian mccaffrey can get the ball rolling a little bit more Then you're kind of not relying on purdy to kind of do everything with you and devo and kittle and it'll just kind of like it'll be like you know a cherry on top you know if kittle is getting open but you can kind of rely on christian to get it done so i think if uh if jordan davis is out there it might be it might be a little bit more difficult for him um yeah, I just I just think that the, the Eagles play more of that shell defense, and I know the whole shell thing. Um, I don't know why they like they play man as much as they do. If they play man, they're they're gonna lose. Like they so so I think that's like one of the things where like if you if they play zone. And they kind of keep their corners low, then they'll be able to tackle outside of the outside of the numbers and maybe eliminate those plays, uh, stretching the field horizontally. And then through the middle you have Jordan Davis. So I think that should be the game plan for them. Um, if they play a man, then it's done. So
1: <laughs> yeah. Just I mean, opinion. yeah, those are that that's a pretty strong statement there. And that I mean, that's why I feel good about it from like you know 49ers fan perspective right because they have played a lot of man this year I don't know if they're going to go away from that against the 49ers I mean if they do I think they increase their chances but yeah to your point I it's gonna be it's gonna be tough sledding uh <laughs> so yeah Keith Keith's saying you should play some right tackle uh but yeah not not against the son reddick but I don't know. You, you might be a little better than Colton McKibbitts, who knows, but <laughs> that's
0: so hilarious. <laughs>
1: um, I have one more uh, favorable matchup for the 49ers, and it is the Eagles and turnovers. It's not really like a matchup. It's more just like a, a thing. Um, So the Eagles are 18th in the league in giveaways. They have They've lost six fumbles, and Jalen Hurts alone is is responsible for 10 turnovers with um, interceptions, right? So he leads – or sorry, he's tied for ninth most in interceptions among quarterbacks. And so I think, like, the opportunities are going to be there for the 49ers. They're one of the best teams at creating those opportunities, forcing those turnovers. They're tied for second in the NFL in takeaways um, with 21 total. And they're first in interceptions with 15. So I I like the 49ers' chances of being able to get a turnover to two against this Eagles team, which would definitely help them. But they got to help themselves, too. They have to be able to convert those to points. And that's something these last couple of weeks, they haven't really capitalized on those opportunities. And when you're playing a team as good as the Eagles, you need all the points you can get, right? So... And they're gonna have if your defense is gonna give you those opportunities, Kyle. You need to have your offense ready to put points on the board um, and make the most of it. So that's something I, I definitely want to see in this game.
0: Yeah, no, I can, I can, you know, I, I see you there um, for sure. Like they have, a, I think it was negative two um, turnover differential, the Eagles, mm-hmm. which is just like night and day compared to last year. I think last year they were first or second. Yeah. Um, so I think you know a lot of that is the Eagles defense like isn't sitting back like they were Um, like the defensive line they're you know th- they're getting more um creative with the blitzes and that's kind of leaving the defense uh, hanging in a way to get beat and that's you know what I think has happened and the offense has just kind of been able to kind of stick it out and they've somehow been able to kind of win it but i think uh the turnovers they may not come from the secondary if if the eagles are going to get any turnovers if they do um it might be you know pressuring brock purdy and i feel like this game is going to be won or lost in the trenches without a doubt
1: yeah i that's totally fair um that's totally fair i mean it'd be dirty like, yeah, it's it's gonna be. Cr- I I really hope that the game doesn't get chippy. I really hope that the refs don't try to take it over. Um, like I I just hope they let both of these teams play because these teams are so good on their own and so entertaining on their own. You don't need to make it interesting. Um, yeah, I just want I want both teams to have fun. <laughs> that's that's all I want. Um, but Lori. What's your what's your score prediction for this one? And you know, disclaimer for everyone, disclaimer for everyone watching. You know, uh, early in the show, Lori did say she grew up in Philly, so there might be a bit of a bias in her score prediction. Just putting that out there.
0: I honestly can't say who's gonna win, but I know the score. It's gonna be thirty-four to thirty-one.
1: Ooh, she she got a peek at the script.
0: <laughs> I did. I did. I got a peek at the script. I went down to NFL Films. Somebody let me see it. It's going to be 34 31. I don't know who's going to win, man. You said 34 31. Yeah. What did I say last but, week? Was I right last week? Did you Did you write it down?
1: I write it down? I, oh, well, last week Let's you were on, but let me, the week before that, I think I did write it down because I was like, I'm going to hold you accountable. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Against the Bucks, you said uh, 38 10. So that was it. That was. Close. And I, I said 3117. I think um I remember oh, wow. thinking Again, you're to closer. myself like we were close,
0: yeah. So she picking the Eagles. I don't know, man, because I feel like the Eagles have kind of they somehow got away like with some of these wins. Like look if you look at last week's game when they went into overtime, Kelsey and Hertz were shaking their head like they were pissed off that they're going yeah. to overtime. When it's, and then, like after the game, they they interview her They're like, "How did you do it?" I don't know, man. I don't know. Like we just won. It's just like, it, are you going to be able to get away with that with a team that's like not so sketchy like the Bills are? Mm-hmm. Hertz. I don't know.
1: Oh, oh Hertz. Sorry, I, I thought yeah. you were talking about.
0: Like if the, if that dude catches that catches that pass in the end zone, it was like a clear drop. You know, I don't think the Forty Nine ers are going to have that issue. So. You yeah. know, I could totally see the 49ers winning it 34 to 31, but I think it's going to be close. And I think it's going to be high scoring. Because I, I think the 49ers defense is what lost them those three games. Yeah, Trent Williams wasn't there. Brock Purdy, you know, but at the end of the day, it was still the defense. Like you can't let the Browns do that. Their their offense do that. You know, yeah. do do what they did. And and maybe that was, you know, that's just, you know, three games that will never happen again. But at the same time, it was a defense that was a big reason. So that's why I think it'll be kind of a high-scoring game. Ooh, could be a state That's fair.
1: I do have a, a high-score prediction as well. I have been saying this week 34-27. So we got the 34 part um, on the same page, Lori, so that's good. Okay. Um, but, of course, I got to go with the 49ers on this one. Uh, so 49ers, 34, Eagles, 27. And I think... I'll, I'll just say this like so the 49ers and the Eagles are tied for third in, in scoring uh, 28.2 points per game is what they're, they've been averaging so both really good high potent offenses right <clears throat> the Eagles defense I think that's where the discrepancy comes from for me it's the 49ers defense and the Eagles defense and I think the 49ers defense has been better like especially if you look at the last three games specifically, too, as, like, since they're by, they've been better. The Eagles defense is ranked 20th in scoring defense. They're allowing 22.4 points per game this season. The 49ers are ranked first in scoring defense, allowing just 15.5 points per game this season. So even in the losses, Laurie, like, they they kept the score pretty low for their opponents. Like, I think the, the only one that was kind of high was the Bengals and they got those points or a good portion of those points came in like the fourth quarter. So like for a good chunk of that game, um, the 49ers defense kept it really close. And so I'm kind of, that's why I give the 49ers an advantage there. And I do think like I said, 27 for the Eagles, but I think even maybe those last seven points will come in a last fourth quarter effort to, to try to get it, you know, close or something like that. Um, but that's still, that's still like a a seven point win for the 49ers. Right. Like I, I think for me, the 49ers should be able to score points in this game. It's just a matter of keeping the Eagles from catching up to you. Yeah. (laughs) Right. So
0: shoot off. Right. Yeah until maybe the fourth quarter and we'll see what happens. But like I said, that's when the Eagles defense kind of decides to step it up.
1: That's fair. So that, and, and that's when
0: I think it's going to get really interesting. The fourth quarter for sure. It,
1: it's so, I, I love games like this. It's like the best versus best. Like the, the Eagles offense is, uh, I think they've lead the league in second half points and the 49ers defense leads the league in limiting like second half points, right? Like, they're allowing the lowest. So, yeah, her, I just like love head. yeah. Yeah, I love head-to-head matchups like this. You can't ask for anything better as, you know, a a fan of the sport. So, it's going to be fun on Sunday. Uh I'm I'm really excited for this one. I'm sure you are too, Lori. And yeah, we're we're going to check our scores on Sunday and see how close we get. Um but yeah, thank you guys for tuning in on a friday we went you know a bit over an hour here and so appreciate you guys for tuning in with us make sure you like this video make sure you subscribe to the channel if you have not yet um but for now have a good friday have a good saturday and let's get ready for sunday man peace